0: RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin.
1: What's happening? My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out and joining me. Oh, doesn't I'm not looking good. Whatever, it is what it is. Oh, I gotta stop with this body dysmorphic disorder. You know what I mean? Because what's what are you gonna do? I can't be so critical of myself all the time. I'm my own worst critic. Aren't we all, though? Sometimes I wish I had a little bit of that sociopathy that Twitler seems to be running with and his entire family. Well, not his entire family, actually. Let me roll that back. I read Mary Trump's book. Yep, the whole thing. Well, I actually listened to it. I listen to a lot of books on tape when I'm... Uh, doing other things. Because I like to keep up with things. I just don't have enough time to sit there. Wouldn't I like to do that? To just sit like on the beach? People do that, I hear. They sit and they read. They take a relaxing day and they'll curl up and read a good book. Not me. I'm always out here. I'm always doing something. (laughs) I don't know. It feels like If I'm not doing 10 goddamn things at once, we're not having a good day. So, yeah, we meet. Usually, we have a regular scheduled time to meet at 6 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Please give the show a good review on iTunes and keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it, you're worth it. Also become a patron at patreon.com slash taradevlin so we can continue to keep the show going. We haven't had any new patrons in a couple of days. I usually do the Patreon challenge where okay, I'll do a show if we get a new patron. We didn't get a new patron. I'm doing a show anyway. I don't want to be turned into, make you think I'm such a pushover. But I felt like doing a show. That's why I wanted to do it. You got to learn to bend a little with the rules in life, I decided. (laughs) It's not my rule, but yeah, yeah. Where is everybody? I don't see anybody in the chat room. So now of course my my low self-esteem is really working overtime. Now there are so oh here you are. There you are. Hi. I see you. If you're in any other chat room, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitch or Periscope, come over to the YouTube channel that is our, um, the, the, the address is youtube.com slash C for channel slash RDT daily media. And thank you. And join the crowd over at, at, at here, <laughs> at here. I don't even know what I'm saying half the time. Why do you even listen to the show? Thank you guys. You guys are looking good yourself. You're saying you saying Oh, you look great. That's nice. Thank you, Daniel. And Greg, hello, hi, haiku, Jim, thank you, of course, for your super chat. So, what was I thinking today? Um, it's really as bad as we all think. If you saw Twitler's press conference last night or yesterday, sorry, last night, I had such a horrible headache. I thought, this is it. I'm coming, Elizabeth. Uh, I'm going to be, I'll meet you in on the other side. It was, that's why I guess I get, I get migraines. I've, I get them since I am 11 years old. They are extremely painful. I know there's a difference between a headache and a migraine in my, it's for me. I can have a regular headache and then it, there's only those who have migraines understand the difference. It's not just a regular headache. Usually I get optical symptoms too, ocular migraines they're called, and I start seeing spots. I can't see it completely. And all these spots are surrounded by light, flashing like slivers of light. It's very bizarre. It's not good. I... Often think because I had my friend, and also my the I her picture is right behind us, right here. My one of my dear, dear friends, Katrina, who basically she saved my life. She was one of the people that helped me get clean and loved me before I until I could love myself, even just a little bit, really went above and beyond. In her life, she was a nurse, but she had a story of her own. I've talked about her on the show before, where she suffered, too, with the disease of addiction. And I see that YouTube is buffering right now. That sucks. And she was one of these people that uh, really was an amazing, one of the most amazing people I ever met. She had such a story, and she helped so many People And she had such an amazing heart and compassion. But unfortunately, uh, uh, one of the tragedies of my life, she died of an aneurysm. I guess the only good thing you can say is that it was quick. Right? That's probably the best way you want to go. And I think sometimes if that happened to me, of course, I would have this. The same thing would happen because she initially thought she was having a migraine. And it really got worse. So, and then that's what happened. It got worse. Uh, To to put it mildly, she didn't make it. But that was in the year 2000. I think about her a lot. And also, because then when I have bad days, that's the other thing. I think about all of the people that worked. I think about her, too. who She really worked her ass off (laughs) to give me a life, to help me have a life. Because I really, I would have been another statistic, another casualty of, of addiction. And, and there were times that I was fine with that, frankly. F it. That's really what I had resigned myself to. So, I, I mean, I have a very complicated story, I suppose. Because on one hand, it's, you would never know, right? That's what we do as humans. We, front and, we put up a front and then there's the reality I was always a good student. I always had jobs. I always held uh, jobs and whatnot. So it wasn't like I was a homeless street person, although others were, right? But I was really... um, And people say, oh, you were a functioning addict. And no, no, I wasn't functioning. You're not functioning when you're using, when you're living to use and then... I really just didn't think I would be able to be sober at all. I thought I would kill myself this that was a reasonable alternative to suicide that I would not be able to live and go through a day without you know without something without some alcohol or drugs or something and addiction runs in my family my My both my grandfathers died of it. My mother had a gambling addiction, although she would say, you know, she was just having fun. But when you're gambling away the college fund, right? She, I mean, addiction is rampant. And then, of course, they were both. Both my mother and father were both, uh, because of their childhood. We're both uh, damaged people, in, in uh, to their and whatever uh, to as much as they would never admit it, but uh, a- adult children of alcoholics, and yeah, you know, that all ha- everything has those repercussions. You keep um, the chain. I hope I break the chain, you know, and I really do feel fortunate in a lot of ways because I I don't suffer the way i used to suffer you know it, mentally i see and when i do i see the um i remind myself you know okay I've, this is temporary that used to be the way i viewed the world through those that kind of diseased lens where um yeah i and it's not good so uh, uh <laughs> it's not good a sick mind can't fix a sick mind. So, when you're sick, that's why it's this is the way human beings were made. We are in this together. We're not all down at the same time. When you're down, I may be up. When I'm down, you may be up. So, we keep each other going that way. And I don't know what's the alternative. Because once, because I, I do say, Why, (laughs) sometimes I'm like, I can't handle this. I feel so bad about everything, about the injustices of the world. And it feels so overwhelming. Why am I getting all emotional here? Why not? Because, hey, that's, I guess, you know, um, what what do I say? I'm like, I'm sitting here, I'm starting to choke up thinking about it. But... Oh, here comes my emotional support cat. Come on over here. Get up here. Come on. Tara Jr. Jr. Right on cue. it's a good boy. Oops. (laughs) Show's over. No. (laughs) Wrong button. (laughs) Say bye-bye. Bye. Look, I see how that goes. Bye. I'm just kidding. All right guys. Yeah. So I guess you know what? Okay. W- why am I going on this? So why am I talking like this now? I was oh because I said I wish I was a little so soci- I had a little sociopathy in me because I feel so bad about things. I feel all the injustices of the earth era and it it hurts. I also feel the, the ignorance of, I see, ign- I don't feel the, ignorance. I'm not ignorant. Honestly, sometimes I wish I was, <laughs> but I see how deluded people are. Not, I mean, I'm not standing up on a cloud looking down on creation or anything. It's not that I'm better, but... You know, when you spot it, you got it. I only know this. I can. I. Can, I should have been a therapist, really, because I could really see it. Because I. I've been through it. You know what I mean? And you can see the denial. This. This is why I don't understand. Um. The. Um. You know racism and division all of the pain that's going on in this country the this country is really sick and we all really kind of we just need to what we what do we talk about here we need to do exactly what we talk about here and the, and let me tell you as somebody who is in recovery i learned all i learned this the hard way you don't you don't think your way into feeling better. That will never happen. What are you doing, cat? You, it is really what the saying goes, um, bring your ass and the mind will follow. That's how it is. Bring your ass and your mind follows. You do it anyway. You show up anyway. You take the action first and then you feel like doing it. It really is how it goes. And this is why when I talk about <laughs> what we talk about on the show, everybody in nobody out, we as a as a community have to we don't have to feel like it. We got to but it ha- we have to enact policies that reflect a community spirit. Meaning not just throwing subsidies at things, meaning we are in this together. Everybody in, nobody out, and it drives me insane. It seems so simple to me. Part of how we heal this country will be through, and I'm talking about uh, our racist, po- our racist ass freaking history. Will it will be? Um, we have to address it with unity, the unity of policies that that declare in. Indif- definitively that we know we're in this together, that e pluribus unum means leaving no one behind. So we got you. If you're sick, we got you. If you you want to follow, you want to educate yourself, You for the sake of the community, everybody, because when we educate somebody, when we send that person to school, this person is in our community. They live amongst where we all benefit. We all, all we all get better. Everything matters. The smallest thing that we do, to the to the, of course to the biggest. Sorry, uh, my my f- friend, my mentor Trina, whose picture is behind us, said. I think I told you the story. She said, "I don't." I said to her once, "I didn't think I would." I was ever going to get sober because I didn't believe in God. And she said, well, the Native Americans believe that when you throw a rock across the river, you change the course of the river. And that really blew my mind. I, I really opened up then. My I saw, oh yeah, it really uh, connected. And that really is what is why i i'm I'm alive today and have any sense of spirituality or that's really what it is in a nutshell that everything we do matters that it ripples out across the, the time and the community we are all connected you throw a rock across the river Change the course of the river. It's sort of like the uh, Jewish saying that light w- a candle. What, what, what is that saying? Somebody tell me that. I'm not Jewish, though. But I know this. said like, Hold on. Light one light. Well, uh, uh, you light a candle for yourself. You also light your own way. There's a, another saying. Wait, 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 wait. What's that Jewish saying? Another thing. While I'm looking this up, because I went to today, I, I, of course, you know, you got, you guys know that I, I, let me see, like, somebody will show me on the, on the chat. I went to, okay, so you guys know I work for, not work, but I do volunteer work for uh, the New York City Feral Cat. And then we, I got a call from somebody who, who was at a funeral the other day, and he said that there were some cats, and they looked... He sent me some pictures, and they were very thin. If they were cats... If they were ferals, they are... They're not good at it, (laughs) so they don't look like true ferals. They might have been dumped, and... Because feral cats look good. They're not you know, struggling. If you ever see a cat that's crying and looks disheveled and is not looking good on the street, that's a cat that's been abandoned, not a cat that's meant to be outdoors. So I went to the cemetery to see what's going on and we'll see what happens. Hopefully I can, we're going to try to trap them. Of course we need to trap them. They need to be Trapped, neutered, and released. If in the very least, if they're not, if they are ferals. But other than that, they they need fosters. So I went out to the cemetery to go see if I could see these cats. And I was walking around. And let me see. Oh God, do I have this photo? Oh yes. Here we go. And I came across a grave. Herbert Goldman, who fought and died valiantly in the service of the U.S. Army, born February twenty second, 1924, killed in action, September 26, 1944. Here's his gravestone. And, let me see, and he he won medals, uh, Distinguished Service Cross, Conspicuous Service, and the Conspicuous Service Cross in memory of Lucky, it says. And I really just started to cry standing there. And I thought about, you know, that's a 20-year-old. Oh, brother. If it ain't cats, it's it's, it's one one thing, it's another. That's a 20-year-old man who died fighting the very things that are unleashed in this country right now. And a Jewish-American as well. And I wondered what, you know... and It said he died in... uh, I looked him up. It said he died in Italy. Uh, And I just thought, damn, 20 years old. My God. That is... That's so young. And I know we have some young listeners like our friend Mark and you don't, you know anybody who's lived who i i mean i mark is young enough he's old enough to be my son and at 20 years old you don't know what you don't know your life has not even begun and there are so many young people that are lying in their cold early graves because they, they died in service of our country. And whoo, God damn it. Is this what they died for? That's what may, that's what really upsets me. And you watch that effing, disgusting, gigantic, greed-centered ghoul. just incredibly unfit, completely unfit. He was unfit for every goddamn job that he's unfit to wear the moniker of human being. He is a disgrace to human DNA. Using this country like um, I don't know just to to inflict his manias on earth. he doesn't care who dies, a hundred and thirty thousand Americans dead. he's just getting started millions sick, and he's saying that we should all thank him and listening to Mary Trump's book. She knows. I mean, you can't say that uh, all the Trumps are bad. This woman, she knows. In her book that she uh, that's out that pe- a lot of people are reading, of course, Twitler says it's all uh, a bunch of lies. What's the lie? Where? Point it out. Where? Where is she lying? That we have the receipts. We know that you're a tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man with a fake university. We know that you bankrupted your daddy's trust fund six times over and that this is all in the record and that Fred Trump got in trouble for trying to bail you out because they were trying to bail. He tried initially to bail his son out of his failing casinos by going in and buying chips that were never going to be used to gamble he just went in there to buy chips thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars in chips until so, of course the new jersey state gaming commission came along and said you're gambling this is uh, you're you're not gambling you're um you know you need a license to do this we we're on to your scam here and that was less than a year after Twitler opened up his crappy casino. Everything this monster has done, he's failed. And he's failed upward. And Mary Trump is the daughter of Twitler's oldest sibling, Fred, who died at age 42 of alcoholism or, or the uh, symptoms, or the, the the lifestyle of alcoholism, he had a bad heart, and she watched this greed centered family destroy him because he wanted to be his own person. He wanted to fly planes. He didn't want to work for Twitler's uh, dad, even though. But Trump, Fred Trump, apparently, according to his uh, according to Twitler's niece is a sociopath. And Donald Trump learned right at his knee. He's a sociopath. He learned that he can get away with anything. Now what 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 is this person doing anywhere near the White House? And what the F what is wrong with us that we allow it to continue? millions of our fellow Americans will vote for him. In, in, they'll line up like a bunch of, uh, uh, I don't know what, disgusting, uh, I don't know, a bunch of disgustings. Sorry, Terry, gotta put you down, Junior. How many millions and I thought of when i'm when I'm listening to Mary Trump's book, and then I'm coming across uh the grave of a soldier who died fighting for everything that Twitler stands for uh, fighting against I should say everything that Twitler stands for. What do you think that this person what do you think that i mean what is there sacrifice in For nothing? Are we doomed to continue to swirl around the bottom of the goddamn barrel? Is that the best we can do? Are we this stupid? Are we this small and greedy and and separate from each other? Are we that goddamn deluded? My God. And the ugliest, we have the ugliest, tiniest, greediest waste of human DNA inflicting himself on Earth. And the whole Earth, we all have to just take it. When the majority of Earth, we know that he's unfit. But then you have the Republicans who line up to continue to allow him they to enable him to keep it going well ah uh, this is why i get upset why i feel sometimes it feels it feels i feel alone watching this how is this happening Aren't there more of us? There are more decent people. But they get they get shouted down. They don't get Well, that's the thing. We don't I don't know what it is. This country is right now, everywhere you look, greed is the only value. It's the only worthy value that any of any politician, not any most that the government, our government, has been dragged down to the level of greed. Period. End of sentence. Greed is the only worthy value. That's why they have the effing balls to send people to die for lies based on corporate greed. You know, you look at the The graves of World War II soldiers, and you think, "Oh well, they were fighting for, for decency, for democracy. They were fighting evil to stop a filthy, disgusting, fascist and a, and a racist cabal of disgusting wastes of human DNA to ever inflict itself on humanity. But guess what? Twitter says, hold my beer. You don't think that. What do you think this is going? That's why this country is at each other's throats. Everybody has PTSD. You have morons running around screaming at people in the street, speak English, speak English. While Twitter. T- it's just, it's unreal. Twitler's in the Oval Office calling in while Americans are dying and they want to send uh, children to school where they know that 15,000, at least they, that's what they, they speculate, will die. What the hell is wrong with us? What is wrong with this country? We have to, we have to evolve. We have to, we have to. I mean, I keep. What am I saying? I'm. I'm like. We have to. We have to spread this effing message and have. That's why I call this show unapologetic liberal talk. We have to. It's not just about. Uh, we have to go and squash these mother efforts to the point where their they're 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 fucking I can't I'm sorry, I'm trying not to curse. I really am. Where their evil, their ugliness is at a whisper. Because right now it is blasting across sea to shining sea. You have a disgusting uh, someone who suffers from the disease of addiction though never learned a goddamn thing never learned an ounce of compassion held on to his ugliness and greed that's what i always hope when somebody goes through a life changing experience when you get you know a kick to the on your ass maybe you come up a little humble but not rush Limbaugh, he's still out there uh, spreading his hate spreading lies dividing the American people especially along racial lines we will know that this country is has come to some kind of awareness and is on the right track when the the people like Rush Limbaugh are they they're They're in the dust heap of history. They're not walking around with a medal of freedom. Really? What kind of a sick country? That is the insult to everybody who ever legitimately deserved a medal of freedom. This is what Republicans do. They ruin everything they touch. And uh, forgive me, I should say conservatives, because there are conservatives on the democratic side too. They ruin everything they touch because they are incapable of compassion. They have only compassion for themselves, S- greed centered, sociopathy. Selfishness, ignorance, smallness—that's why you have to. They have to go and attack venera- uh experts that people venerate. Because when there are experts and there are legitimate um, accolades bestowed on others, in their eyes, because they're the goddamn center of the universe, that just shows. It, it reveals them for the smallness that they, uh, that they possess. It's right out there in the open. Instead of looking at others and saying, oh, good job. Congratulations. No, 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 not them. Or maybe I could be like that. This is something that we should emulate. No, no. They have to attack. Anybody... Like uh, you know who? Like for for example, Dr. Fauci, who's a man who helped um discover the AIDS uh, the the medicines that keep people alive to this day. What the f has Twitler ever done? And these scum sucking bottom feeders. That's what they are. They have the nerve to go and uh, and disparage this person who is trying to save people's lives, while they, while republic, in spite of the conservatives, who don't care who effing dies, because they're they are really. Uh, inflicting some kind of dystopian I don't know well it's their dream a Stephen Miller fever dream on us where old people die and that's how they fix the social safety net get rid of some of the old just kill them burn them out they're not they're useless eaters like the Nazis used to call the disabled, useless eaters. Well, what the F is the difference besides the name? All lives matter? Really? I wish. This is why they make a mockery of everything decent. And we should not have the, the um. we shouldn't hold back in calling them out. Because our lives depend on it. You better believe it. Your life, our life, the entire life. Everything that is worthy of life depends on it. We are the laughing stock of earth now. It only took Republicans how many years? They couldn't handle, they couldn't have the American people being too goddamn uppity. That's what it's about. It's always been about greed selfishness greed show me a Republican who's done something decent I'd wish in my entire life oh I heard somebody a friend of mine say oh well I I am um, I she said something that she's a Democrat she's a normal person she said well I I commend Mitt Romney, really, for speaking out against Trump now, now, now you're going to say something. Where the F have you been? We knew who he was. We have the goddamn receipts. His entire life has been a goddamn mockery of everything decent. He hates this country, as the Republicans do. I say it all the time. We're not being hyperbolic. We're just telling it like it is. That's why the Republicans, I mean, I can't believe where I live. That I actually live in a country where millions of people will vote for this person. They will still, they're still going to vote for Twitter. After everything, after the death, after the misspelled tweets, after the supplication to the world's dictators, after being played like a fool by Kim Jong Un, after the tax cheating, the oh, oh, I'm under audit, after the lies. The serial bankruptcies. We've seen it. The being put on a goddamn allowance by the banks. Because you can't handle... You don't know! What do you know? He is not a businessman. He is a con man. And he exploited all of the, the brokenness of this country. So, of course, we have the most broken... Con man. The clown. We get what we deserve. In that sense. Unless we... We, ha- we have to fix this. Or it's done. And then that 20 year old man. He did die in vain. And it makes me want to puke. And they have the nerve... Trump gets up there and talks about he always wanted a purple heart. Well, you pig. No offense to pigs. I'm sorry, pigs. I say that I have to come up with a different word. for. Oh, yeah, we came up with one. Cancer. That was it. You cancer cell. That's what he is. He's not. He's not a cancer cell. He's tumor. He's a tumor. In our body politic. He really is sucking up all the resources, all the life force, everything good, all the goodness, decency, all the humanity. Pigs have given more to this earth. They have sacrificed more, they sacrifice their very lives for human sustenance. They contribute to medical advancements. They're still keeping people alive. People are getting pig Valves in their hearts. You know, pigs. To call Twitter a pig is to honor him. To call a Republican a pig is to honor him. Am I being hyperbolic? Oh, where's your tolerance? There's your liberal tolerance for you. I don't tolerate evil. And neither should you. Nobody should. It is the patriotic duty of every American, of every human, of every earthling to resist this greed-centered death cult known as conservatism. Today's conservatism. I wish they were conservative. Somebody, am I wrong? Show me where, where, where's the conservatives? Oh, they're in the Lincoln Project. Good. Where were you when you were voting for Sarah Palin? Oh well, I like John McCain, oh really? John McCain, who never who gave uh George W. Bush free reign to start his illegal wars, never met a war he didn't like <sighs> the same Republican party that elevated. Sarah Palin, the, the the one that we, I mean, really, we couldn't imagine just when you thought the Republicans couldn't get any more cynical and disgusting, in comes Twitler. <sighs> God. Let me see. Where are you guys? Anyway, I'm not saying I, keep, I say that a lot too. I'm sorry. I got all these verbal ticks. I say anyway. I try to say, try not to say. You know, I try, but it doesn't always succeed. I am sorry. I will try better. I will try more better. Oh, thank you, Jim, for another super chat. If you're on any other platform, come on over to YouTube. That's where we are. Yeah. Let me read a couple of passages from Mary Trump's book. If I uh, am so inclined, or if you may indulge me. I have it on my Kindle here. Oh hi haiku thank you for your super chat. I don't like the way this is set up the way this kind I don't I couldn't get it to go st- like that. I was looking it up. it was really it's really annoying. It, this is in landscape mode. I couldn't get it to go right That's portrait mode and this is landscape. I couldn't get it to go. Okay. Let's read a little bit from the chapter fourteen: A civil servant in public housing. There is a through line from the wet from the house to <laughs> wait 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 blah blah blah. blah. Hold on, rewind, rewind. Meow meow, meow meow. There is a through line from the house to the Trump Tower triplex to the West Wing just as there is from Trump management to the Trump Organization to the Oval Office. The first are essentially controlled environments in which Donald's material needs have always been taken care of. The second, a a series um, in which the work was done by others and Donald never needed to acquire expertise in order to attain or retain power which partly explains his disdain for the expertise of others. All of this has protected Donald from his own failures while allowing him to believe himself a success. Donald was to my grandfather what the border wall has been for Donald, a vanity project funded at the expense of more worthy pursuits. Fred didn't groom Donald to succeed him. When he was in the right mind, he wouldn't. He wouldn't trust Trump management to anybody. Instead, he used Donald, despite his failures and poor judgment, as the public face of his own thwarted ambition. Fred kept propping up Donald's false sense of accomplishment until the only asset Donald had was the ease with which he could be duped by more powerful men. There was a long line of people willing to take advantage of him in the 90s, well, excuse me, in the 80s. New York journalists and gossip columnists discovered that Donald couldn't distinguish between mockery and flattery and used his shamelessness to sell papers. That image and the weakness of a man it represented were precisely what appealed to Mark Burnett. By 2004, when The Apprentice first aired, Donald's finances were a mess, even with his $170 million cut of my grandfather's estate when he and his siblings sold the properties, which is a whole story in itself about how Donald Trump tried to... We spoke about this on the show here. He tried to dupe his father, who was suffering from dementia, but his father had a moment of of clarity where he wouldn't sign the papers and if he did because he said it didn't smell right which is probably um a common phrase when donald trump walks into the room but he wouldn't um if he had signed those papers donald would have successfully duped his entire family into making donald the um the gatekeeper of the entire family fortune. That's what he was trying to do. So, we know what a vindictive scumbag he is. And no offense to scumbags, because scumbags have a utilitarian purpose. He, Whereas Donald Trump has none. But, he is a vindictive, greed-centered ghoul. And... His family knows it. A lot of his family, they're very sick. A lot of families have dysfunction, my family included. We all have our struggles. Some get out and better, you know, you don't, you never, I mean, everything is shaped by your childhood. I am a true believer in that. I see it even in my cats. We talk about Francis Jr., Jr. His traumatic childhood is in him. My little cat, who had a traumatic childhood, that's why he is what he is. That's why you can't pet him on his bottom half. He is traumatized. So we all have trauma if we're alive. And whatever Donald Trump's trauma is, not being, I don't know, maybe he's just a sociopath, though. His niece insists that... He, at one time, had humanity. But it was... uh, That was not the... I don't know. How could you have humanity and just put it on the shelf? I don't know. But then he said that... He uh, he just... I don't know. his, um, His ambition. His older sibling, Fred, was supposed to be the heir apparent. But Fred was... According to his, uh, according to Mary Trump, his daughter, she was, he was a decent man. He was somebody with feelings and felt love, except that he had alcoholism. He drank more and more as he went, as the years progressed. He only made it to age 42. And he partly was, uh, his his daughter insists that it was partly because of his always trying, but never succeeding in winning his father's approval. His father wouldn't approve of him being anything but one of his just minions, a chip off the old block. But Twitler saw an opportunity there to ingratiate himself with his father by being a... Uh, a sociopath like his father and doing everything that his father wanted and acting like an asshole, acting like um, taking advantage of weaker people and because he thought that was manly, not showing human emotions, or manly apparently. And also um, the niece, uh, she describes that Donald Trump, doing this he did it in a, to also um what do you call it uh show up his older sibling he he got he derived satisfaction by embarrassing or in some way diminishing his older sibling he's just a, he's just a scumbag he's a horrible person he's gross He's not a nice person. Not He's not anybody's hero at all. And she also described meeting Melania for the first time, who she said one word the entire night, just sitting there to be his arm candy. We all know this. This is a gross son of a bitch. Ah, oh, well... And he's the president, despite receiving fewer votes. What's wrong with us? Let me see. Let's go back to the story. This is story time. We're reading Mary Trump's book, Too Much and Never Enough, How My Family Created the World's Most Dangerous Man. We're just reading a couple of segments, excerpts. So, okay, where was I? By by 2004... When The Apprentice first aired, Donald's finances were a mess, even with the $170 million cut of my father's estate when he and his siblings sold the properties. And his own empire, quote-unquote, consisted of increasingly desperate branding opportunities, such as Trump Steaks, Trump Vodka, and Trump University. That made him an easy target for Burnett. Both Donald and the viewers were the butt of the joke. That was The Apprentice, which, despite all evidence to the contrary, presented Donald as a legitimate, successful business tycoon. You get it? The joke's on us, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump is not a successful businessman. He's not a successful anything. He's not a successful man. He's not a successful human. He's not a successful anything. Period. For the first 40 years of his real estate career, my grandfather never acquired debt. In the 70s and 80s, however, all that changed as Donald's ambitions grew... Let me unplug that. And his missteps became more frequent, from the expanding, um, from expanding his father's empire. Everything Donald did after Trump Tower, which, along with his first project, the Grand Hyatt, could have never been accomplished without Fred's money and influence, chipped away at the empire's value. By the late 1980s, the Trump Organization seemed to be in the business of losing money, as Donald siphoned untold millions away from the Trump management in order to support the growing myth of himself as a real estate phenomenon and a master deal maker. Ironically, as Donald's failures in real estate grew, so did my grandfather's need for him to appear successful. Fred surrounded Donald with people who knew what they were doing while giving Donald the credit, who propped him up and lied for him, who knew how the family business worked. The more money my grandfather threw at Donald, the more confidence Donald had, which led him to pursue bigger and riskier projects, which led to greater failures, forcing Fred to step in with more help. By continuing to enable Donald, my grandfather kept making him worse, more needy for media attention and free money, more self-aggrandizing and delusional about his greatness. Although bailing out Donald was originally Fred's exclusive domain, it didn't take long for the banks to become partners in the project. At first... Taken in by what they believed to be Donald's ruthless efficiency and ability to get a job done, they were operating on good faith. As the bankruptcies piled up and the bills for the reckless purchases came due, the loans continued, but now as a means to maintain the illusion of success that had fooled them in the first place. It's a con man. This is a con man. That's what con men do. When you watch like American Greed, they have on CNBC that show American Greed. They talk about different cons that people have been duped by. Some shows they show they talk about different con artists who go around duping other. They, that's they just get other people to pay their bills. Someone, in fact, I actually know somebody who was duped by, well, she said, she told me about it. I I never met the person who she talked about, but this other, he's a young person. I mean, they're in their 20s. But he went around saying that he was Tracy Morgan's son, the comedian Tracy Morgan, and it was a complete lie. And he everything was all a scam he would drive around in fancy cars and wear expensive clothing but all of it was a, i don't know he got people to give him money somehow i don't even i don't know how the people do it but it happens well we hear it all the time there were another con that was kind of famous now that I'm thinking of it it was somebody a guy went around saying that he was a prince, a Saudi prince and uh, flying around staying in people's luxurious mansions and amazing penthouse suites. it's people that's what the whole that's where con man comes from the Confidence man, you believe the lie. They make you party to the lie by, uh, uh, oh, hey. And, And that's the other thing. When you watch these shows about the cons that people have fallen victim to, they often, well, not often, that's what they do. They walk around in really expensive suits and with Rolexes and fancy cars and big houses that's part of the game, the scam. You have to uh, you, you you know meh, put off the appearance of success because people say, well, they have to be doing well. Okay, I'll put my money in your investment. It must be doing well. Look at this house. Look at this car. But everything is a lie. That's Donald Trump. If you're a goddamn, if you're a goddamn Trump-N-Z, I really want you to pay attention. I need you to go to the mirror. Right now. Don't turn the show off. Just go to the mirror. Listen to my voice. Make it louder if you can't hear it. Put it on your phone. Take it to the bathroom with you. Please. I don't want to argue. Just go. Look yourself in the mirror. Shay, I am the victim of a con man. I deserve better. My country deserves better. My community deserves better. My earth, goddamn, deserves better. Now slap yourself as hard as you can. Again. I will never vote for Twitler again. Say it. I'm sorry I was so stupid. I watched The Apprentice. I saw him going, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. And I thought, wow. He's really a successful tycoon. It didn't matter that he bankrupted six times. Yeah, he must be somebody. Look at his name. It's all over this uh, university. <sighs> Look at me. I'm drinking a Trump uh, water, and I got Trump's vodka over here. You know why Trump made Trump vodka, by the way? I know I sound very New York when I say that. Trump vodka? I just realized that the sun is completely down. And it's only 9 p.m. Does that mean that the days are getting shorter? I guess so. Usually uh, the sun is still up a little bit. I hate that. I hate that. Because I get seasonal affective disorder. Along with body dysmorphic disorder and all kinds of disorders. It sucks. How many disorders can I handle in one lifetime? I got this disorder, that disorder. I got all these disorders. Life- Altering disorders. I'm a wonder. It's a wonder I'm still living. It's true. But what are you going to do? Let me see. Trump vodka. How do you spell vodka? (laughs) Such an idiot. How do you... I'm like, vodka? V-O-C? Vodka? You know why Trump wanted to do Trump vodka? Vodka? Am I saying it right? I don't know. I don't drink. I never really drank vodka. I, Of course, I would drink vodka and orange juice or whatever. It wasn't my favorite. I was a rum girl. I was a Jack Daniels rum kind of girl. Not that I drink any. I haven't drank in decades. One day at a time. Okay, Uh, Trump Stakes, here's from Bloomberg. Wait, I I just wonder if this is the right article. Oh, maybe not. Because I'm trying to find this article that Trump, the reason he, (laughs) he made Trump vodka or whatever, was because he was trying to please Putin. It was like a gambit to get Putin to like him. And it goes to show you exactly what we're dealing with. He's a... He, he is a supplicant to the world's most evil assholes because he's still looking for daddy's love. His daddy was j- just like... He ran the Trump, whatever, whatever it was called, Trump Organization like Putin, runs Russia, like Kim Jong-un, like whoever, Duterte. He wants... That's why he's on uh, Twitter going, oh, please, pretty please, can Putin be my friend? He actually tweeted that. The s- the sad little man that he is. Oh, pretty please, can Putin be my friend? How... S- Like, don't you have any fucking dignity? But that's the thing. He doesn't. He is a kiss-up, kick-down bully. And Trump vodka... Well, we know how he... um, He he bought the... What do you call it? The Miss Universe. Because he likes to... That's one of the things that Mary Trump talked about, how he and... Donald, well, the grandfather, Fred and Donald were, they'd sit around talking about how ugly women were and raiding women. I mean, just a couple of scums. Tiny-minded, tiny human beings with nothing to give, nothing to offer. They will, when they leave this earth, the earth will breathe a sigh of relief. Everything, including Mother Earth. They're uh, nothing. They, They do not add anything. Zero. They're takers. They're the ultimate takers. An entire army of... I'll take the entire caravan from Mexico, coming up from Mexico. That entire caravan of people who cross a goddamn desert. Trying, putting everything on the line to have the taste of freedom that Twitter has, was born into. Ah, just having a day without worrying if you're going to be murdered. So, that I'll take that whole caravan over one, one goddamn Trump. One Twitter, one Donald Trump Jr., one Eric Trump, Ivanka Trump. All of them. They bring nothing. They add nothing. They take. They are takers. They are suck. They are su- What do you call it? Uh, succubus, incubus, succubus. They are. There are parasites. Absolute effing parasites. To the. Uh, to the f- to the to to the. I can't talk. It's stuck in my throat. To the death. They will suck on our Earth until there's nothing left to suck. That's why they must be excised. People like that will never... They should never have power. Wait, hold on. Let's go back to the book. To the book, everyone. To the book, Batman. I'm always looking. I need a producer. I need somebody to like... That's why I ask you to become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara because we need some effing production. I need to be like, get that article with Putin and vodka and Trump And Trump's tweet saying, please, pretty, please, can we be friends? (laughs) All right. Where was we? Where are you? I can't find you now again. Oh, my God. Thank you, Mark C., for your super chat. Thank you, Haiku. And, of course, Jim. Thank you all for your super chats. They mean the world. And they keep the show going. If you're new to the show, please become a patron. Hey, give it a try. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Devlin, and we can keep going and growing most importantly. And tell your friends. And give the show a good review on iTunes. If you don't want to give it a good review, F off. Leave me alone. I don't need this shit today. The other thing is, I spoke about this on in the Discord. If you're not on our Discord chat, become a Discord member. You don't have to be a patron. You anybody can join our Discord. Anyway, every show, somebody gives—I don't know who it is—two people. Every effing show on the on YouTube of Terrorbuster has two two people two, two thumbs down. You know, people give it a thumbs up, but there's always two thumbs down. Who are these two? Go away. Thumbs down? What are you thumbs downing? Are you, tell me, why? What is it? Are you a trump What are you? What's wrong with you? Yes, diamond and silk. (laughs) Maybe it's diamond and silk. Yes. Then I want you to say, say, show me. What's the thumbs down? What What is it that you don't like? You don't like my coffee mug? Available at the RDT Daily <laughs> store. You don't like my cats? You don't like my stories about cats? You don't like my crying? You don't like my staying sober a day at a time, mother effers? Yeah, you don't like my pleather chair... It's actually not... Well, I guess it's pleather here. It's a cloth chair. Mostly. (laughs) Yeah, you don't like... What else? You don't like my Boudica shirt? Is that it? You know who Boudica was? She's a kick-ass motherfucking bitch, Boudica. She was a... was it? Second century? Briton. Who stood up to the Romans. Okay. She burned that fucking city down. She was like, "Uh uh-uh. We ain't having this shit. Roman, you coming up in this bitch and you're gonna try and make Britain great again? No, thank you. And she led. Well, at the time, there were many different tribes in ancient Britain. Her tribe was the Iceni, but the but the Romans were were uh, notorious misogynists. This, uh, I like Roman history; it's uh, interesting to me. Of it's fascinating. I would never want to live there as a woman, especially because you were nothing as a woman. You were not, you didn't even have names for many for much of Roman history. They would call you... You would have your family name. That's where the name Julia comes from. Claudia. These are all ancient Roman names. And if you were... If you had two daughters, you would be Claudia Major and Claudia Minor. That's kind of annoying. You're not your own person. That didn't change until later on. But Boudicca, her husband died, and she was left as she was the queen... She was still ruling the Iceni tribe, but the Romans, they weren't going to have it because she was a woman. So they went to town and they beat Boudica, They whipped her and they raped her two daughters to put her in a place, you know. So instead of saying, okay, you got me, they rose up. She united all the tribes of Britain against uh, the Romans and in fact she kicked a lot of ass for a, a, a long time. Unfortunately, she she did uh, eventually lose, but that doesn't mean you don't try, right? She probably could have won if she had thought about it. Um, had been more strategic in her in the battle instead of just charging right at them. I don't know. I wasn't there. Maybe I was. Maybe. But my I like Boudica because she's a badass bitch and she's also, I guess, part of my heritage. My Irish oh, well, my English and Irish heritage. And my spiritual heritage of saying F this shit we ain't taking it and also how about another one we stick together we win she united all of the tribes they were they, there was no uh, one, one cohesive ruler but in order to win against the Romans they had to unite Divided, we fall. United, we fight and win. Get it, people? That's how it works. I didn't make the rules. That's just how it works. Wait, where, is, where is it? That's why we have to be do it together. We're in this together. We stick together, we win. We I talk about it on the show. That's our motto. For a goddamn reason. We stick together, we win. Otherwise, we'd, we're done for. Enough of this shit with uh, subsidies and affordable health care. Affordable? Well, that's another reason this country is so divided and we're suffering from PTSD. PTSD affordable healthcare what's affordable when the majority of americans are living check to check it's not affordable it also doesn't give us unity we better learn it we need to show it we need to bring our asses and the mind will follow we're in this together it matters you're sick it matters you are old. You're disabled. You are having a hard time. You can't. You need help. We're in this together. We are e pluribus unum. What the hell is e pluribus unum We're in a country where millions are bankrupt without health care? That's not e pluribus unum. You mother effing goddamn greedy bastards! Enough. I'm sick of it. That's why effing effing Democrats too, right? I mean, really, it's really conservatism against the, uh, we the people. Against having a more perfect union. For real. Where are you? All right. Let's get a little bit back. Well, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but of course, that would be nice. Let me see. Where was I? Where was I? I have to find where I left off. Okay. Millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. To get enormous abatement. Oh, yes. He's delusional about his greatness. Although bailing out Donald was originally Fred's exclusive domain. I think I read this already now that I'm reading it. It didn't take long for the banks to become partners in the project. At first taken in by what they believed Donald's ruthless efficiency and ability to get a job done, they were operating on good faith. As the bankruptcies piled up and the bills for the reckless purchases came due, the loans continued, but now as a means to maintain the illusion of success that had fooled them in the first place. It's understandable that Donald increasingly felt he had the upper hand, even if he didn't. He was completely unaware that other people were using him for their own ends and believed that he was in control. Fred, the banks, and the media gave him more leeway in order to get him to do their bidding. In the early stages of his attempts to take over the Commodore Hotel, Donald held a press conference, presenting his involvement in the project as a fait accompli. He lied about the transactions that hadn't yet taken place what the hell does this sound familiar he's a effing filthy scumbag liar he just lies inserting himself in a way that made it difficult for him to be removed he and fred then used this gambit to leverage his newly inflated reputation in the new york press and many millions of dollars my grand—oh, wait—and many of—wait, wait, and many of wait wait what am I saying? And many millions of dollars of my grandfather's money. Okay, yes, he leveraged the press and millions of dollars of grandfather's money to get enormous tax abatements for his next development, Trump Tower. Oh, you mean he—he he took government handouts? Of course they did. These are grifters. They don't pay taxes. They took our money, though. They didn't, and the thing that's infuriating, and it's a, it's a definite theme throughout the entire book, is that they're not risking any of their own money at all. These are not business people. They're grifters using decency, using uh, development zones or or funds that the government is trying to infuse into uh, different um, neighborhoods distressed neighborhoods or low income neighborhoods to try to generate business or to, um, up the, you know, improve the community. But no, they're, it's like Anne Rand. That's who these people are. Scummy grifters who kick down on everybody else who climb the ladder that we make possible and pull it up behind them. I hate them. God. In Donald's mind, he has accomplished everything on his own merits, cheating notwithstanding. How many interviews has he given in which he offers the obvious falsehood that his father loaned him a mere million dollars that he had to pay back, but he was otherwise solely responsible for his his success? It's easy to understand why he would believe this. No one has failed upward. (laughs) as consistently and spectacularly as the ostensible leader of the very shrinking free world. Donald today is, much as he was as a three-year-old, incapable of growing, learning, or evolving, unable to regulate his emotions, moderate his responses, or take in and synthesize information. Donald's need for affirmation is so great that he doesn't seem to notice that the largest group of his supporters are people he wouldn't condescend to being seen with outside of a rally. His deep-seated insecurities have created in him a black hole of need that consistently requires the light of compliments that disappears as soon as he soaked it in. Nothing is ever enough. This is a f- f- This is far beyond garden variety narcissism. Donald is not simply weak. His ego is a fragile thing that must be bolstered every moment because he knows, deep down, that he's nothing of what he claims to be. He knows he's never been loved. He must draw you in, if he can, by getting you to assent to even the most seemingly insignificant thing, like... Isn't this plane great? Yes, Donald, this plane is great. It would be rude to begrudge him that small concession. Then he makes his vulnerabilities and insecurities your responsibility. You must assuage them. You must care for him. Failing to do so leaves a vacuum in th- that is unbearable for him. To withstand for long, if you... Or if you're, oh wait, if you're someone who cares about his approval, you'll say anything to attain it. He has suffered mightily, and if you aren't doing all that you can to alleviate that suffering, you must suffer too. It's like Jeff Sessions. This is the entire Republican Party. We are all now doing everything we can to alleviate Donald's suffering. As I have said for years, from the beginning and before, that the Republican Party, if only they would get help for their sicknesses rather than inflict them on the world, the world would be a much better place. Instead, it's so much easier to inflict their manias outward. And we are all nothing but playthings in that. We're the casualties of the sicknesses that fester in the Republican Party and in conservatism as a whole. From his childhood in the House to his early forays into the New York real estate world and high society until today, Donald's aber- aberrant behavior has been consistently normalized by others. When he hit the New York real estate scene, he was touted as a brash, self-made deal maker. Brash was applied to him as a compliment, used to imply self-assertiveness more than rudeness or arrogance, and he was neither self-made nor a good deal-maker, but that was how he started, with his misuse of language and the media's failure to ask pointed questions. His real skills are self-aggrandizement, lying, and sleight of hand. These were interpreted as strengths unique to his brand of success by perpetrating His vision, his version of the story he wanted told about his wealth and subsequent successes, our family and then many others started the process of normalizing Donald. His hiring and treatment of undocumented workers and his refusal to pay contractors for completed work were assumed to be the cost of doing business. Treating people with disrespect and -and nickeling-diming them made him look tough. Those misrepresentations must have seemed harmless at the time, a way to sell more copies of, New York, of the New York Post or increase viewership of Inside Edition, but each transgression inevitably led to another, a more serious one. The idea that his tactics were legitimate calculations instead of unethical cons was yet another aspect of the myth that he and my grandfather had been constructing for decades through Donald's fundamental nature though i'm sorry excuse me though Donald's fundamental nature hasn't changed since his inauguration the amount of stress he's under has changed dramatically it's not the stress of the job because he isn't doing the job unless he's unless watching tv and tweeting insults count it's the effort to keep the rest of us distracted from the fact that he knows nothing about politics, civics, or or simple human decency that requires an enormous amount of work. For decades, he's gotten publicity, good and bad, and he's rarely been subjected to close scrutiny. And he's never had to face significant opposition. His entire sense of himself and the world is being questioned. Donald's problems are accumulating because the maneuvering required to solve them or to pretend they don't exist has become more complicated requiring many people to execute the cover-ups Donald is completely unprepared to solve his own problems or adequately cover his tracks after all the the systems were set up In the first place, to protect him from his own weaknesses, not help him negotiate the wider world, the walls of his very expensive and well-guarded padded cell are starting to disintegrate. The people with access to him are weaker than Donald is, more craven, but just as desperate. This is the entire effing right wing. Ted Cruz, Jeff Sessions, all of them, Jim Jordan, Lindsey Graham, the dramatic displays of outrage when Donald is questioned or when the, the we come close to making him pay for his crimes. Then they all lose their shit, turn into crisis actors. Lindsey Graham, oh, you won't find justice here. You come to the wrong town. Remember, with Kavanaugh? Oh, banging the tail. Oh, the tears of a white man privilege. And they're saying, oh, Democrats just want power. Yeah, the power to do what? To ensure that nobody dies without health care? What? To have a functioning democracy for free and fair elections? to give, ensure people have living wages, retirement security, a decent middle-class life. Yeah, the power. They just want power. What do Republicans want? The power to suck up to a con man, to enable the crimes that are never-ending and more outrageous by the second? I'm sorry. Oh, Mitt Romney um, like my friend says, at least he's speaking out. F you, Mitt Romney. Too late. Unless you join the club and, and join the chorus and start saying how irredeemable the entire Republican Party, the right wing, the conservatives are. Unless they get together, unless Mitt Romney starts calling for a new New Deal for universal health care, higher education, a a state tax, progressive taxation, and a high marginal tax rate, then F you, Mitt Romney. And all of them. All you effing conservatives. So-called conservatives. Excuse me. So getting back to this, their futures are directly dependent on his success and favor. They either fail to see or refuse to believe that their fate will be the same as anyone who's pledged loyalty loyalty to him in the past. There seems to be an endless number of people willing to join the clique that protects Donald from his own inadequacies while while perpetuating his unfounded belief in himself. Although more powerful people put Donald into the institutions that have shielded him since the very beginning, it's weaker people than he who are keeping him there. Isn't this really summing it up? It says it all. When Donald became a serious contender for the Republican Party nomination and then the nominee, the national media treated his pathologies, his mendacity, his delusional grandiosity, as well as his racism and misogyny as if they were entertaining idiosyncrasies, beneath which lurked maturity and seriousness of purpose. This is... uh, Yeah... Yeah, what she said. Unbelievable. This is why this country is swirling around the bowl. Down the drain. Over time, the vast bulk of the Republican Party, from the extreme right to the so-called moderates, have either embraced him in order to use his weakness and malleability to their own advantage, or looked the other way. After the election, Vladimir Putin, Kim, Kim Jong-un, and Mitch McConnell, all of whom bear more than a passing psychological resemblance to Fred, the daddy, recognized in a way others shouldn't, should have, but did, did not, that Donald's checkered personal history and his unique personality flaws make him extremely vulnerable to manipulation by smarter, more powerful men. His pathologies have rendered him so simple-minded that it takes nothing more than repeating to him the things that he says to and about himself a dozen times a day that he's the smartest, the greatest, the best. To get him to do whatever they want, whether it's imprisoning children in concentration camps, betraying allies, implementing economy-crushing tax cuts, or degrading every institution that has contributed to the United States, the rise of the United States, and the flourishing of liberal democracy. In an article for The Atlantic, Adam Surer wrote that, for Donald, the cruelty is the point. For Fred, that was entirely true. One of the few pleasures my grandfather had, aside from making money, was humiliating others. Convinced of his rightness in all situations, buoyed by his stunning success and belief in his superiority, he had to punish any challenge to his authority swiftly and decisively and put the challenger in his place. That was effectively what happened when Fred promoted Donald over Freddie, her father, to be the president of Trump management. Unlike my grandfather, Donald has always struggled for legitimacy as an adequate replacement for Freddie, as a Manhattan real estate developer or casino casino tycoon. And now, as the occupant of the Oval Office, who can never escape the taint of being utterly without qualifications or the sense that his win was legitimate. Over Donald's lifetime his failures mounted despite my grandfather's repeated and extravagant interventions his struggle for legitimacy which could never be won turned into a scheme to make nobody to make sure that no one found out that he's never been legitimate at all this has never been more true than it is now and it is exactly the conundrum our country finds itself in the government as it is currently constituted, included, including the executive branch, half of Congress, and the majority of the Supreme Court, is entirely in the service of protecting Donald's ego. That has become almost its entire purpose. His cruelty serves, in part, as a means to distract both us and himself to the true extent of his failures. The more egregious his failures become, the more egregious his cruelties become. Who can pay attention to the children he's kidnapped and put into concentration camps on the Mexican border when he's threatening to out whistleblowers or coercing senators to acquit him in the face of overwhelming evidence of guilt? and pardoning a Navy SEAL, Eddie Gallagher, who's been accused of war crimes and convicted of posing for a picture with a corpse, all within the same month. If he can keep 47,000 spinning plates in the air, nobody can focus on any one of them. So there's that. It's just a distraction. His cruelty is also an exercise of power. He has always wielded it against people who are weaker than he or who are constrained by their duty or dependence from fighting back. Employees and political appointees can't fight back when he attacks them in his Twitter feed because to do so would risk their jobs and their reputations. Freddy couldn't retaliate retaliate when his little brother mocked his passion for flying Because of his responsibility and his decency. Just as governors in blue states desperate to get adequate help for their citizens during COVID-19 crisis are constrained from calling Donald's incompetence for fear he would withhold ventilators and other supplies needed in order to save lives. Donald learned a long time ago how to pick his targets. Ugh. So let's just read one more. All right. Donald continues to exist in the dark place between fear and indifference and the fear of failure that led to his brother's destruction. It took 42 years for the destruction to be complete, but the foundations were laid early and played out before Donald's eyes as he was experiencing his own trauma. The combination of those two things, what he witnessed and what he experienced, both isolated him and terrified him. The role that fear played in his childhood, and the role it now plays, can't be overstated. And the fact that fear continues to be an overriding emotion for him speaks to the hell that must have existed inside the house six decades ago. Every time you hear Donald talking about how something is the greatest, the best, the biggest, the most tremendous the implication being that he made them so. You will have to remember that the man speaking is still, in essential ways, the same little boy who is desperately worried that he, like his older brother, is inadequate and that he too will be destroyed for his inadequacy. At a very deep level, his bragging and false bravado are not directed at the audience in front of him, but at the audience of one his long dead father Donald has always been able to get away with making blanket statements I know I know more about whatever fill in the blank than anybody believe me or that other iteration nobody knows more about it than me he's been allowed to riff about nuclear weapons trade with China and other things about which he knows nothing He's gone essentially unchallenged when touting the efficacy of drugs for the treatment of COVID-19 that have not been tested or engaging in absurd revisionist history in, whether, in which he's never made a mistake or nothing is ever his fault. It's easy to sound coherent and somewhat knowledgeable when you control the narrative and are never pressed to elaborate on your premise or demonstrate that you actually understand the underlying facts. It is an indictment of the media and uh, that none of that changed during the campaign when exposing Donald's lies and outrageous claims that might actually have saved us from his presidency. On a few occasions, he was asked about his positions on policies which, for all intents and purposes, don't exist. He still wasn't expected or required to make sense or demonstrate any depth of understanding since the election he's figured out how to avoid these questions completely white house press briefings and formal news have informal news conferences have been replaced with the chopper talk during which he can pretend not to hear any unwelcome questions in the noise We must dispense with the idea of Donald's strategic brilliance in understanding the intersection of media and politics. He doesn't have a strategy. He never has. Despite the fluke that he was, uh, that was his electoral advantage and his quote victory, that was at best suspect and at worst illegitimate, he never had his finger on the pulse of the zeitgeist. His bluster and shamelessness have just happened to resonate with certain segments of the population. If what he was doing during 2016 campaign hadn't worked, he would have kept doing it anyway. Because lying, playing to the lowest common denominator, cheating, and sowing division are all he knows. Okay. Ah! I dropped it. I can go on. (laughs) It's fascinating, it's terrifying, and this is where we live. And that's why I keep saying, how much longer? How much longer are we going to put up with it? What's wrong with us? That's why Mary Trump said she wrote the book. Maybe somebody, we, we, maybe we'll, we'll hear it. I'm glad she wrote it. And I hope she keeps writing and keeps talking. Everybody's out to get... Everybody's lying, right? Everybody's lying but Twittler. But the guy who doesn't pay his taxes and the one who had to be put on an allowance by the, by the banks because he wasn't paying back his loans. The one who is a filthy, disgusting... I don't know. Who... Everything. Everything that is weak, little, tiny, about uh, people all of the inadequacies that we have to overcome. And I'm not talking about the, his, what he thinks are strengths. He has it exactly backwards. Exactly. I'm looking at the chat, Mark C. It, it, it's an indictment about Trump, yes, but also the country that elevated him. What does it say about us? That's what I keep saying. What is wrong with us? And I don't want to... I really can't live in a country that will have a fucking portrait of that con man. And I'm sorry for cursing. I should say damn or something. Yes, Terry Jr. Jr. There he is. We're going to have a portrait of him? There's going to be Melania in the portraits of the first ladies. I got your first lady right here. I wrote a... Remember when I used to do the two-minute tirades? Let's see. I did a tirade once. I'm just going to read this. Oh, boy. Fucking... The damn word crashed as I was about to read. Okay. At the time I was talking about, let me see, hold on guys. Give me a second. In the meantime, while I'm looking this up, go over to patreon.com and become a patron. Okay. Okay. Oh, God. Everything's breaking down at once. I blame Republicans. No. I blame myself. Because we take responsibility for ourselves. I don't know why this stupid thing won't ever stay up. But it is what it is. God damn it. Something's wrong with my computer. I keep Crashing. Okay. I wrote this thing about it. Um, I'm just mentioning it because it makes, makes me want to cry. Okay. Here we go. To get the idea of how unfit Republicans are to hold leadership positions in a modern nation, let's ponder this. In 1987, Congress officially recognized that the U.S. government was explicitly modeled after the Iroquois Confederacy and their, and their constitution known as the Great Law of Peace. Dating back 1,000 years, the Iroquois Confederacy is the oldest living participatory democracy on earth, whose constitution hails a few more, more evolved differences from our own one being that women were explicitly included to play a major leadership role in government and we're talking for a thousand years and the other being that all decisions had to be made with consideration as to how they would affect life seven generations into the future fast forward to today's strict cons- constitutionalist republicans who proclaim a supposed love of the constitution but have absolutely no understanding of its roots the the and, uh, 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 i can't talk the lack they lack the ability to consider the impact of their policies 7 minutes into the future much less 7 generations fast fo- oh yeah i said that already women in the iroquois confederacy also had the final decisions regarding who could or could not hold leadership positions in their government. As Mohawk Bear Clan chief Tom Porter explained in 1986, the mothers had to watch children carefully as they are growing up. The ones who are greedy and push around the weaker children will never be chosen to be chief. The ones who are kind, unselfish, and always helping others— are considered for future leadership. Honesty is the first requirement for leadership in the Mohawk, well, not in the Mohawk, Mohawk Bear Clan in the Iroquois Confederacy. Honesty is the first requirement for leadership? Well, what's wrong with us? Why wouldn't it be the first requirement for leadership for us? On the Discord chat, in our Discord community, Comfy Socks wrote about, she writes, Why wasn't Trump vetted? Apparently neither the GOP nor the DNC is required by law to vet presidential nominees. But it should be a basic prereq- prerequisite for running an And mandated, low-level government employees go through rigorous FBI background checks, credit checks, fingerprinting. They take ethics seminars before starting work on emoluments, etc. Their managers put the fear of God into them about violating rules. But as we see, this does not seem to apply to higher office. All of our institutions have been weaponized. Anything that might remotely protect the public such as vetting presidential candidates, does not exist. Instead, grifters run all three branches of government. Federal agencies are stacked with corporate lobbyists. The media has become a White House PR department. And a right-wing zealot heads public education and is aiding the demise, (laughs) aiding its demise, The lack of investigative reporting and the destruction of education only served those in higher office while screwing the constituency. I think it's going to take much more than voting to turn this around. Like a massive overhaul of government. We have our work cut out for us. Yeah. And that's why I say we need the liberal media. Absolutely. We need... More of us. We need to grow this conversation. It has to reach more people. Otherwise, we're done. I'm telling you. You're not going to hear it on the corporate media. It will come from independent liberal media. Where we don't apologize for being on the right side of history and the right side of Humanity. What's more important? We have to get to the point where greed is not the only value. And why should it be? We know, Even the founders, we know they're, yes, slave owners, misogynists, but even they understood when they were writing in their founding documents all men are created equal, and they were choosing a national motto E pluribus unum. After overthrowing a king in an aristocracy, they picked that motto deliberately out of many one. Well, let's bring that into uh, into fruition. Honesty is the first requirement for leadership. The ones who are kind, unselfish, and always helping others. Is that how you would describe the Republican Party or the Conservatives? Kind, unselfish, always helping others? I'm talking to you right now, Joe Biden, when you say that you won't you won't support Medicare for all. What part of kind, unselfish, and always helping others is um, leaving people behind without health care? I'm done with that. I'm done with any Democrat with all this shit about uh, access to affordable health care. That's why we need shows like this to spread the word and get the and get a change not you know get the word out to push these bastards anybody who has the nerve to come to the table with policies that leave millions of, of Americans behind need to be immediately shamed they need to be no be, nowhere near the halls of power Absolutely nowhere near. Kind, unselfish, and always helping others. Honesty is the first requirement for leadership. And we allow a con man? While they have a party, these scum-sucking, bottom-feeding demons have a party when they sign a bill to Rip healthcare for millions of Americans. And Mitch McConnell, right now, going along, not, uh, while right here in the middle of this pandemic with nearly 50 effing million Americans out of work, he's gonna hold us all hostage. He wants us all on the ba- balls of our ass because they like a malleable people. They like the working class, nice and desperate. But maybe we can wake up. We can get desperate enough to come together and say we're not going to take it anymore. We realize that we are in this together. If nothing says uh, that about this pandemic, if we we haven't learned anything, the enough with enriching the rich and empowering the powerful. That's not what the what we were promised. That's not what this thing is supposed to be. That's not why Americans gave their life. What about Herbert Goldman? He didn't die for a con man to grift, to attach his rapacious gullet on our federal treasury. You think he died for that? No way. kind unselfish and always helping others these aren't terms that come to mind when you're describing conservatives unbelievable they are a death call I have been saying this for years and now this is catching up. this is why I say I don't know man I'm I I see the future how many years I have been calling the these Republicans these conservatives fascists, they are fascists. Hello? In I have been saying this for years. In every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. In every conservative chest. And now it's catching on. But it's a little too late. Now, they're already in power. They have accumulated power. They've done a lot of damage. How much longer are we going to take it? Are we going to be continuously divided and conquered? Or are we going to finally come together and say, how effing dare you? Look at the Black Lives Matter movement. We, not, we, we should not slow down. That has to show us something. Don't take no for an answer. It's not enough. Okay, you take, it's not enough that you took a knee. That's not good enough. We want policies to stop, to, 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 uh, to secure a lasting peace. We want a country that works for all, and we're not taking no for an answer. We want every American who ever fought, bled, and died for this country to have not fought, bled, and died in vain. They didn't sacrifice for the fucking grifters. Excuse my French. Unbelievable. For example... Oh, God. Okay. There's so much going on. It never stops. That's why I'm like I am... That's why I'm hanging by a thread half the time. I go from... Okay, yeah. We can do it. We got this, too. Oh, my God. It never ends. Somebody better become a patron by tomorrow... (laughs) <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Or that's going to mean no patrons the entire week. No new patrons and that's not good. We need to grow the the show. I know that you know that and you guys are sick of hearing it as sick as I am of saying it. So now we read all of those excerpts from Mary Trump's book. After reading all those excerpts, I, today, uh, you guys probably saw how Jeff Sessions, he lost the nominee of uh, the Alabama Republican nomination. Poor little boo-boo. He is the most disgusting sycophant at all. That's why I was after watching it did you see his concession? He's gross. Where the heck is it? That's why I said become a patron so we can have somebody help produce the show. I can say give me that Jeff Sessions here's the the guy who he was the first Republican the first fascist to endorse the con man and okay here here's his concessions to Beach where uh, hold on boom He's gross.
2: Alabama, I want to thank you for your support over the years. We've fought a good fight in this race. We've taken our case to the people of Alabama, and the people of Alabama have spoken. Uh, They want a new leader, a new fresh face to go to Washington. I think we're going to have that. I love this state. A new fresh Uh, It's been an honor beyond words for me to serve it. And let me say this about the president and our relationship. I leave with no regrets. I was honored to serve the people yes. of Alabama in the Senate, and I was extraordinarily proud of the, accomplished, the accomplishments we had as attorney general. On recusal, I followed the law. I He's
1: still explaining himself. Why he followed the law, that's why Trump... Didn't like him anymore. He was following the law of the country he pretends to love. You know, the, the when he hugs the flag and humps it and all of his assholes cheer. All the Nazis at his, ra- at his Nuremberg rally cheers. You get in trouble in the upside-down world, in the bizarro world of Republican patriotism. You get in trouble for being a patriot in the bizarro world, for doing what this constitutionally limited democratic republican, republic requires of you. You know, these strict constitutionalists, they, they love the Constitution. Remember how they always walk around with the Constitution in their pocket to say, oh, you shouldn't have health care. Because here's my pocket constitution that says I know what I'm talking about. Well, in that pocket constitution, numerous times, it talks about promoting the general welfare. Not just once, not just twice, but three times. Promote the general welfare. Well, when the humans who form ourselves into a government under e pluribus unum in this constitutionally limited democratic republic, say we're sick of being used as hosts from which the rapacious, the illegitimate health insurance racket sucks profit, and we're tired of burying people needlessly for lack of health care, and we want to join the rest of the world and... Have the freedom to go to the doctor when we're sick, and not go bankrupt or have to go on GoFundMe. Then, don't the, uh, uh, don't point to uh, the Constitution, because that's what the Constitution requires. Promote the general welfare. You don't have any welfare, the general or otherwise. If you're dead. Sorry, Junior. So I'm so sick of Republicans hiding behind what this legitimacy. They're not legitimate. Don't point to your pocket Constitution when you strip your administrations of anybody who dare follow the Constitution. You scummy hypocrites. I know that's your life's blood. That's like mother's milk, hypocrisy. But you'd sell out your own mother's. If she could uh, what I don't know if, if they if they sell out their mothers, their fathers, their sisters, their brothers, their aunts, their uncles, their nieces, their, it doesn't matter. They sell out this entire country. you're nothing but an expendable commodity to them. And I think we could do better than that. Maybe they don't, they don't because they're little tiny people. They're ugly. Uh, on the inside, they're disgusting, rotten, greed-centered ghouls, who we thought we left in the in the dark ages. But here they are again, like uh, coming right out, like uh, some kind of f- zombie cult, the greed-centered zombie death cult. That's the, that's why I keep hearing about the Republican death cult and i've been calling them for years the greed-centered death cult of the republican party once again i am i'm right i hate to be right but everybody welcome to the party i'm telling you what where we need to go i have called them out for years but and and that's why I'm right here too I know it you know it you know it in your heart what has to happen in this country we have to get rid of these ghouls they need to be a whisper what we're talking about here it has to be on the front pages it has to be in the it has to be front of mind right right kind, unselfish, always helping others. That's a kind of society that is worthy of the sacrifice of youth. Young people died. They didn't die to create a country where Jeff Sessions can lick his con man's ass so they could funnel more money into the arms of the oligarchy and divide and conquer this country along racial lines. Sick. Sick,
2: sick, sick. The right thing, and I saved the president's bacon in the process. Any other action to try to squelch an investigation in that environment would not have worked. It really would have been a contest. He's still
1: explaining so himself glad to, glad to the con, con man.
2: Ended after a prolonged.
1: Don't you have time. any dignity? No, no, they don't. Come on, guys, they don't. These are the people that will, that have sold out their wives, their father. Look at Ted Cruz. Sell out his mother, I mean, his wife, his mother. <laughs> Look at them all. Look at Pence. This fake christian if only he was christian you know what he is he's a goddamn closet case that's what he is he hides behind his christianity and his mom that he calls his wife that he married he calls a mother he's trying to not be gay Because his ancient book of fables says God didn't like a gay. A man shall not lie with a man. It also said that they they shouldn't wear cloth of different kinds of cloth. I don't know. Different cloth. Like cotton and uh, linen or whatever. What do I know about the Bible? I know a little bit. I know something. Let's see. Let's see. Gay. What else does the Bible say is an abomination You should shellfish. That's right. And what else? Cloth, selfish. Oh, so it also says that you should stone your daughters to death and stuff like that. I don't know. Why don't they follow? They're they're strict constitutionalists. They're all about the Bible. They're originalists. But that's who, in my psych 101 analysis, I've had enough therapy. I, I see her. her <laughs> I see Miss Pence. I see who he is, He's who she is. She's a closet case. Nobody cares that much about gays except the closet case, and that's Pence. And he is so tightly wound. Around and his, he uses his religion as a shield because he doesn't have the courage to live an authentic life. And you know what's going to be sad when he is on his deathbed and he looks and he says, Holy shit, my life has been wasted. Um, it's a lot. I, re- I have a friend whose mother came out of the closet at like age 60. She was gay. And my friend says that she remembers her entire youth. That her mother, she remembers her mother crying and depressed. Crying, laying on the couch, crying and in, in depression. And now that her mother has come out of the closet at age 60, she's, I was depressed because I was living a lie, she says. I couldn't... Uh, I was trapped. I couldn't be myself. I couldn't be my authentic self. That is soul killing and soul crushing. So better late than never. But that's Pence, man. That's all half of these fuckers. Not half. I don't know. You know what I mean? The telltale sign is anybody who really cares that much about gays needs to have a good... They need to go to the mirror and smack themselves immediately. So what else does the... The Bible says pork. That's an abomination. Witchcraft. No shrimp. Oh, cutting your beard. That's right. Women should be silenced. Oh, you should marry your brother's widow. No hybrids or blends of material. That's true. What an abomination. Oh, here's a big one for the Republicans. Usury. Right? They always forget that one. Charging, lending money at interest. These filthy, disgusting hypocrites. That is an abomination that Jesus actually spoke about more than he, than he ever said about anything about homosexuality, which was nothing. He said nothing about it. But then we're under the influence of these assholes who need to be laughed at and mocked and silenced and shamed and, and not given power. Oh, yeah, adulterers should die. That's another one. Where's, what, what, what? Evangelicals, meet your standard bearer. They're all about the family, though. Who cheats on his wife with a porn star that he has to pay off in installments because he's such a billionaire. Oh, people with disabilities, unclean. Slavery's okay in the Bible. Don't use the Lord's name in vain. That's an abomination. So every time you say, OMG. Something on my screen here. OMG, mother effers. Oh my God. Where'd you go? Where are you? Where are my friends? So, s- hopefully somebody will go be a patron. Go to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Here's some more things. Let's talk about some more things. I'm not going to do another four hour show. We'll probably go to like 11. I'm tired. I'm tired of life. I, I need unconsciousness. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't smoke. And I need unconsciousness sometimes. I'm just, I'm a little depressed. I have to admit it. I really am. I want to save some kittens. Well, here's your... Oh, God, here. I want to show you this, what I'm looking at. I told, I showed you this before. This fucking, this is the Daily Mail, but Everywhere I go. This effing face I got to see. Because I went and looked up video ads. Now I got to see this person's face. Every ad. I asked them and then I clicked on it. Look, I don't want to see this anymore. But I'm still seeing it. This person, Alaric, you're annoying. Holy shit. Talk about being stalked and harassed. I I need my space, Alaric. Schedule your call with Alaric. Go away. All I wanted to do was look up video ads on YouTube. That's it. That was my crime. Now I got to see Alaric every day. I don't see my goddamn family this much. Every single day, schedule your call with Alaric, and then I'll go on YouTube, and the little ad on the bottom will say, Alaric is waiting. (laughs) Alaric! Can I get a minute? Really? Jesus Christ. Well, from the Daily Mail, this is how amazing Donald Trump is. He's such a kind person. You know, he's really fighting for you. Donald Trump and his two siblings cut off medical care for their nephew's severely disabled son, dismissing it as an expensive babysitting in a move that lies beyond behind a family rift with niece planning, well, I guess it was not planning anymore, a tell-all book. The depth of acrimony between Donald Trump and two of his siblings toward their nephew, Fred III, And niece Mary is laid bare in a lawsuit against the trio who refused to pay for the medical care of their own flesh and blood. This is what a vindictive little scum he is a piece of wasted human DNA. Mary Trump, who is about to publish a full uh, harrowing and salacious details about Trump, about the family, has raised the ire of the president once again as he demands the book not be published all right i want to get to the meat of the matter here oh well i wanted to, i thought it was a story about the nephew Daily Mail has obtained copies of the lawsuit filed in 2000 by Mary and Fred Trump III, the children of Donald's deceased brother, Fred Jr., for wrongful termination of medical benefits. Oh, yes, this is it. And coverage. After providing health insurance for decades, the Trump family unilaterally canceled it, maliciously and without excuse or justification. What You just do that because you're a piece of scum. You're a scum. You are the scum on the pimple, on the ass of the scum. To cancel a disabled nephew's medical insurance? You scummy scum. In the legal papers, Donald and his brother Robert and their sister Marianne laid out reasons for refusing to pay for the health care of disabled infant nephew William Fred Trump's the third's son. The Trumps argued that siblings Mary and Fred the third, tr- for whatever it's so many it's so many Fred's and tr- Marys and Trumps had already received millions of dollars and should be thanking them. That's how he rolls though, right? Oh, we should be grateful. only one hundred and thirty thousand are dead so far. Except we're not. There are more people dead in this country than are, uh, uh, well, even sick than in all of the European Union put together. Good going, scum. Cancer scum. That's what he is. He's the scum on the pimple on the ass of the cancer of the scum. That's what he is. The scum on the pimple on the ass of the cancer on the scum. Rather than suing them, a thank you would be extremely appreciated, they wrote in the response, you fucking scum on the pimple of the ass on the cancer of the scum. The, re- the Trumps even claimed that baby William didn't actually need 24-7 care, which they dismissed as expensive babysitting, despite his frequent seizures. Instead of hiring a nurse, Fred III should take a CPR course from the American Red Cross in the case William has another cardiac arrest and resuscitate the boy himself, according to the Trumps. Wow. Fred III and Mary claim the Trumps acted in retaliation for them, challenging the will of the family patriarch, Fred Trump Sr., who died in 1999. Mary alleged that Fred Sr. was suffering from significant mental impairment and that Donald and his siblings manipulated him into nearly cutting out their fa- their father, Fred III, from the will. In a scathing passage, Mary claimed for the defenders defendants to threaten the health of a 10-month-old infant in order to try To force a settlement and thereby cover up their own duplicitous conduct is obscene. They've lied in the probate proceedings and they are lying in this proceeding. Attempting to paint themselves as kind, loving, and concerned individuals when there can be nothing further from the truth. These people are sick. Canceling the medical insurance for a sick 10-month-old. That's your... Hero, Trumpansies, evangelicals, you, you scum, you pimple, you. What is that? You scum on the pimple of the ass of the cancer of the scum. <sighs> well, before we keep going, no more super chats. Okay, be like that. Great, Bella. Uh, Did you see how, I don't know, there's like almost 50 million Americans out of work now. But our first daughter, Ivanka, she really's got her finger on the pulse of the cancer of the scum of the... (laughs) She's got her finger on something. It's right up her own... Mm -mm. She has a good something. She's got some good advice, this lady. She's really lived. She's used her. She's lived. So she can use her experience to help others. And in her life, she knows that if you get out of work, like, well, Mitt Romney said, remember when he said, just borrow a small um borrow some money but borrow a million dollars from your daddy go to school or something do something you know take out a small loan from your daddy that's what mitt romney said right mitt romney let me see romney loan yeah student loan everybody mitt romney borrow Advice to students, just borrow some money from your dad. You know, if you're young, you want to start your own business, Mitt Romney says, you know, hey, go borrow like 20 grand from your dad. Uh, hey, but pay no attention to the fact that maybe your dad got no job. But Ivanka, he's ready. She's She knows she has lived, Ivanka, and she will use that real-world experience to help others. She's not just an empty suit, the undeserving heir of a tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam. Oh, no, no, who uses her trust fund not to, I don't know, to make the world better. To The best she could come up with was a sweatshop in China. But she's got some advice. It's a little better than borrow 20 grand from your dad, as Mitt Romney said, but it's find something new. Just find something new, you stupids. What are you, stupid? (laughs) Are you a bunch of stupids? Find something new. Maybe the army is hiring and you can prepare to go to our next war of corporate aggression. You know that Trump will, the, all of them, they have never served. In fact, Fred Trump, which is, uh, he never served in World War II. None of them served. If you go, um, you know a little bit about history. In World War II, when we were attacked in Pearl Harbor, uh, when uh, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, most men in the country... And women signed up to serve this country. To fight for their country. Not Fred Trump. He stayed home to grift and build housing. To get government loans to build housing for veterans. Oh, how patriotic of him. I read stories about World War Two where men weren't accepted. They went to take the physical, and they were legitimately barred. You know, like, maybe they actually had bone spurs. They didn't buy off a doctor to write a letter. And they killed themselves. They were so ashamed. That's the, That was the, the fever in the country at the time about serving. But not Fred Trump. They have no loyalty, you see. They only have loyalty to the unholy dollar. Serving somebody? Fred Trump? What? No, honey. They serve themselves. If you have to go off and there's a lot involved, you know, you got to take an oath to somebody other than yourself. Then you got to show up. Then you got to go to a camp and you got to train there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of serving to do. And then you are sent to different places that's you're not you're not in control, you're being sent. Because you are being sent to serve. That's too much. They don't serve this country. They, they this country serves them. So it's, it's Big Fred Trump Twitler's daddy saw the opportunity. Hey, I could build some houses for these suckers. I mean, veterans, these dumb dumbs who go get shot at to fight fascism. If this was a different time, I would be funding fascism. If it wasn't for that trading with the, that whole pesky trading with the enemies act and FDR, who said there will not be one war millionaire made. Well, that's when you have some sort of integrity. Not now. Well, that's who Fred Trump is. That's who the whole family are. So when he likes to give you a salute, when he pardons war criminals... He's he's sticking his finger right up your ass with this. He's saying, F you, suckers. Dividing. Pardoning war criminals for Twitler is a twofer. It's a threefer, it's a fourfer, because he gets to look like a big man, and also he he gets to um, ruin the spirit, of integrity in the country uh, or in, in the service, he also gets to divide the soldiers against each other cause dissension. And he also gets to um, cause dissension amongst the officer corps as well. So it's a real big pile of poop that he gets to exploit by turning people against each other, causing controversy, making, and also pardoning war criminals. So when, the, we, we, when we go to other countries now, the American, the, it's not like in World War II when the Germans f- f- finally surrendered, they were all rushing to surrender to the Americans because they knew that they would be treated with decency under the Geneva Conventions, under the Articles of War. We weren't going to send them to a slave labor camp like the Russians did. Most of the German prisoners who were unfortunate enough to be captured or surrendered to the Russians did not return to Germany. That was not the case with the Americans because we had some standards. We were the good guys at one time. We didn't torture. We didn't we, we held ourselves to higher regards. That was what we were fighting for. We were fighting for more than just we were fighting for an ideal. Instead of what Twitler, there's no ideal. That's well, yeah, that we rebuilt, we helped rebuild Europe. What would Twitler would have Incredible take advantage, rape, rob, pillage. And so now, when soldiers go into uh, into a a, a a combat zone and you see that American flag on their shoulder, you're treated with disdain. So. More dead soldiers are created, and then when if a soldier's captured, they will be tortured, abused. And this whole cycle of hate and division will continue. Our whatever we're fighting for, we, we're not we won't be fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. We will be forever tainted around the world we're not the good guys you're not winning hearts and minds like with that lieutenant what's the guy's name again who he pardoned who lied so 30 members of his platoon who they uh who this guy murdered he was he was in Iran. Was it Iran? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Trump. Pardon. There's another war criminal he pardoned. Clint Lawrence. That's right. It took him... He was in the field for 72 hours and he murdered two guys and almost murdered a third uh, and destroyed all the goodwill that the platoon had built up, had tried to build up for over a year to win the hearts and minds of the community. He destroyed instantaneously and that's who Twitler pardoned and rightfully, this lieutenant was sent to sent to uh, he was imprisoned, imprisoned by in he was turned in by the platoon, and sent to prison by the the uniform code of military justice. And here comes Twitler and Fox News to let him go, Well, make him a hero, and then he goes on Fox News and lies, and said he had to kill these people to protect his platoon. Meanwhile, the 30 other members of his platoon turned him in. They said, he's lying. He killed those people in cold blood. There's nothing honorable about him. He shouldn't be wearing the uniform, but he gets invited to the White House. That's what this effing scum on the cancer on the scum has done to this country created more terrorists forever and ever amen well, how how will we ever recover our decent name will we ever have a decent name again we will never have a decent name in the world we will never win hearts and minds wherein uh, we'll be the bad guys forever. We we will never win hearts and minds unless, unless, and until every honor, every accolade is stripped from the Republican Party. That every portrait that has to hang in the White House of a grifter, no way. And his. Third trophy wife? Nude model uh, goddamn arm candy? Uh Uh-uh. So we all have to play hail to the chief? To the thief? And the grifter? No. Because a bunch of assholes were taken by the con who couldn't even pass a security clearance Shouldn't it be that the president, if you're going to run for the presidency or any office, that you should at least be able to pass security clearance? So, oh, but that doesn't matter. Now he's the president, so he automatically gets security clearance so he can tell our secrets to Putin. Traitor, you bunch of traitors and Kim Jong-un so he can have a photo op with a tin-pot dictator who kills American citizens for trying to take a propaganda poster as a souvenir? Are you kidding me? Oh, God, this is an upside-down world. Oh, well, what was I talking about? I was... Wait, 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 All of my accounts are signed out. This is so annoying. Something must have went wrong today. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Okay. In the meantime, while I'm logging in, Become a patron. Okay, I don't want to hear it. Find something new and become a patron at patreon.com slash taradevil. Find something new? Oh, shit. This is where we live, ladies and gentlemen. Trump's wannabe wife, Ivanka... Well, when he said to Ivanka, if she wasn't my daughter, I'd be dating her. You understand, he thinks he's complimenting her. That's the highest form of praise. If he would stick his smaller than average Mario Kart, uh, well, toad from Mario Kart looking penis in her, then she is worthy. Find something new. Oh, yeah, that's it. Well, that's the way it is now here in the United States of serfs and lords when with the rich, uh, the gap between rich and poor is wider than it was in ancient Rome. You could just find anything new. There's so much going on here in the United States of serfs and lords where the rich get richer and the 80% of the American people live check to check. You could just find something new. And if you don't like working as a Walmart greeter... And going on public assistance for your health care or trying, I don't know. Have to, you probably make a little too much to get nothing. So you have to have nothing then. Oh, well, you will meet Jesus quicker. Or maybe you'll get a, um, a disease that will really pull on the heartstrings when you make your GoFundMe campaign. Or you get COVID if you're going to be sick get a politically advantageous disease that will be paid for. That's all I can say. Um, because when you go to the emergency room, you're like, I got aches, I am got a fever, I can't hold any food down, I can't breathe, but um, you got to say, and they say, I'm sorry, you only have the flu. And you're like, shit, I sh- should find something new. I I thought I was finding something new, but now I'm uh, going to find the same old medical bankruptcy. So four months before the presidential election, that's one thing we can say. All right. If you go on rdtdaily.com, Republican Dirty Tricks, at least you could see we have a clock up there at the top of the page. How many day? It counts down the days to the next inauguration day, which is 188 days, 18 hours, 15 minutes, and 36 seconds. One day at a time, one minute at a time. That, sometimes you got to take it a minute at a time. Four months before the presidential election, Ivanka Trump, advisor to Donald the grifter the tax cheating, draft dodging cancer well uh, scum on the cancer on the scum is promoting a new ad campaign dubbed find something new where the hell is it I thought I grabbed the video it's pretty annoying let me find something new and find the video <laughs> find something new, like Daddy, um, can I work in Trump university? find something uh, oh oh, Trump University went out of business. I better find something new. How about Trump steaks? Oh, I better, oh, that went out of business too. I better find something new. How about Trump water? Oh, that went out of business too. I better find something new. How about Trump network vitamins? Oh, that went out of business. I better find something new. How about Trump magazine? Oh, shit. That went out of business. I better find something new. (laughs) How about Trump... What's the other one? Magazine. Did I say that one? Trump shuttle. You better find something new. It's always... How she find something new? Same old, same old. Every time they go to find something new, it's the same old grift. Daddy, I have my my Chinese sweatshop has failed because we couldn't modify somebody else's designs enough. So we had to pay a copyright fee for stealing our uh, other people's designs because we don't have an original thought in our heads. Well, find something new. Uh how about Go Trump? What the hell is that? What's Go Trump? Well, let's see. Go Trump was a travel website. Oh. See, somebody else was doing it and he tried to he tried to cash in. He didn't come up with the idea. You see what I mean? The the scum on the cancer on the scum called Donald Trump. Wait, how was that? I, it's, I'm not saying it correctly. The scum on... I have to look back on the tape. The scum of the cancer. He's the scum of the scum on the cancer on the scum. Really? It's probably worse. It's probably a more, more scum removed, like five times scum in there on cancer. Maybe it's like scum on the cancer on the scum on the con- scum on the cancer on the scum. <laughs> like you're looking in a mirror, a funhouse mirror, until you're finally looking at the back of your own head. Go Trump! Somebody had a travel website. It was probably Travelocity came out or Expedia, and he was like, "Oh, I got it." But I... <sighs> my... he started uh, humping a flag. <sighs> I gotta do. I'm gonna do my own. <sighs> like you know. Somebody else's uh, multi-level marketing plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get the suckers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, why, why Expedia, huh? Why not go Trump? Yeah, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the precious. Mm-mm,
2: I need, nee,
1: nee. I can do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, somebody else has an airline. <laughs> what about Trump Airlines? Oh, Trump Vodka. Find something new that's out of business. How about Trump Mortgage? Up. Oh, Find something new. How about Trump the Game? Up. Uh, sorry, at bust. Find something new. Trump Magazine. Up. F- oh, sorry. Find something new. <laughs> Trump Ice. Nope. Sorry. Find something new. Tour de Trump. Tour de Trump. The hell was that? Bicycle race, right? A cycling rage race in the United States. Initially called called the Tour de Trump. He wanted to make it like the Tour de France. Fuck (laughs) you. Oh my god, I don't have enough middle fingers at this time. Don't you get frustrated when you don't have enough middle fingers? I trailed off on the lieutenant. Yes. What was I saying? Yeah, what did I say wrong? Anne-Marie is saying, I trailed off at the lieutenant. Lieutenant Laurent. He was pardoned by Twitler. He's a war criminal. He murdered two people, tried to kill another person, and... His entire platoon turned him in, and the military. Well, he went up in front of a military court, and they sentenced him to prison. And Twitler and Sean Hannity got a hold of it, and he went on Fox News. Well, they after he was pardoned for being a murderer, and he went on Fox News and lied and lied and lied, and all of his platoon said he's a fucking liar. But there were twitler and all of the Republicans yelling and screaming and jerking off into flags and saying, "Support the troops, but really not supporting the troops at all, supporting the troop, one troop, a war criminal who is a disgrace to the uniform, who, if every who who every other person who ever wore the uniform with honor should be horrified and i i wore the uniform and it makes me sick even if you don't wear the uniform that that's representing our country no 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 that's why these people have to be not just defeated it has to be a not just a resounding defeat they have to be erased their entire ideology has to be vilified, called out, vilified, shamed, like Hitler. And we have to teach it, like the German schoolchildren learn about the Holocaust. So it never happens again. And that's why we have to support the liberal media. I'm not just saying it for myself. That's how we will get this country back. We're not going to get it just by how, how. How does the word get out? How do we change hearts and minds? When they're in, um, in the halls of power, if they're not being watched and we're not talking about it and not framing the conversation and saying, Overwhelmingly, this is what kind of country we want. We want a country that works for all. In fact, it's not just want, we demand it. You work for us. We demand you take money out of politics. Enough greed. We demand we have policies that leave no one behind. We're sick of it. That's why we're divided. And if we really want to heal this country, we heal it together. God damn it, everybody in, nobody out. Not just uh anybody under $75,000 in and some of and all the rest of us out until you hit the 1% or whatever it is, unless you have 20000 uh, or you're, you earn less, one, I don't know, what the hell, whatever they have, you have to um, re- be really, really poor or really, really rich. And everybody else is out here fighting amongst each other over the scraps and rent- resenting those lower on the ladder That doesn't make any sense unless you're an oligarch. Unless you want to divide us and conquer us. Or you're somebody who's too stupid to see it. So you fall for it. (gasps) But just find something new. I'm trying to find the stupid i'm trying to find something new the video oh my god here we go oh you son of a bitch oh i want to i want to kill hold on <laughs> i want to kill wait i'm trying to make it larger
0: Your journey to this day did not come without challenges, sacrifices, determination, grit, sweat, and likely even a few tears.
2: Tear gas is now being fired. An entirely peaceful protest.
0: Our entire society is engaged in a national endeavor to take care of the safety and well-being of our people. You have to dominate the streets. You are a wartime graduate. In my own life, I found that my greatest personal growth has arisen from times of discomfort and uncertainty. The Chinese government awarded Ivanka seven new trademarks. Hours later, she dined with the Chinese
1: president at her father's Mar-a-Lago resort. Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner earned at least $82 million last year.
0: Throughout our history, brave men and women have faced daunting challenges, and they have embraced the adventure.
2: President Trump was briefly taken to the White House underground bunker. I had deferments because I had a foot thing, and I get deferment for that. An eight-foot-high fence has been put up at the White House. No
0: person will be unchanged from living through this present hardship.
1: What the hell? That was good. But... Where is the <laughs> Oh my god Ivanka... oh no that's Farron Cousins How dare she? Does she have dead eyes like our dad? Of course she does. Find something new How dare you? <laughs> How dare you tell me to find something new? You ain't finding anything. Why don't you find something new like goddamn prison? Wouldn't that be nice? How dare she stand there and tell us about... What is she trying to do, first of all? She's trying to relate to us? Have you seen her Instagram feed? There's somebody who she's, qua- she's quaffed within an inch of her life. That bitch. Nobody is quaffed like that. She's quaffed to, to beyond belief. Every everything is posed and look. Oh, here we go. Let's look together. Look. Oh, of course, the Goya you scumbag it's so nice to break the law that's how how out of control they are right out in the open they break the law here we go goya you're you're not supposed to promote any co- any private company this is a law that's supposed to prevent corruption But what does it? What do you? What what do you do when corruption is the business model? Even the dog is quaffed. Look, everyone's look. Oh, look at me! I'm being a family. We're all fuck. F you all. Look at Republicans in masks now. You're too late. Oh, how many have to be dead? Now you're in a mask, you dumb fuckers. Look at me, I'm in the White House. I want to cry. Look at me, I'm holding a box. Ew, they're saluting him. Help me. Help me, Lord. Oh my God, help me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's me, pterodactyl on Instagram. Find something new. All right, guys, we're gonna call it a night. Maybe we'll do a show tomorrow. What do you think of that? Maybe we'll find something new. Oh boy. No nude patrons. Oh, well. Can't say I didn't try. (laughs) All right. You guys, we're going to find something new tomorrow, maybe. 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 I know. Greg says, God damn it. She said it. Meaning guys. When I say guys, that means the show is going to end any minute now. I don't know why. I thought I grabbed that video of Ivanka and her giving that dead-eye announcement. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. I want to cringe. Hold on. Hold on. This is the Trump war room. Please kill me. We're now
0: going to unveil the Find Something New advertising campaign. This is a national ad campaign that seeks to raise awareness, as you all did today, about the multiple pathways that exist in America for students and workers, across the nation of all backgrounds, of all ages. F you. It directs audiences to the findsomethingnew.org website. And this is such an important resource. And I encourage everyone on uh, at the line today and, and afterwards to, to share with their friends, findsomethingnew.org, which is a website that provides resources to help students and adults across the U.S. identify and pursue the right paths for their careers.
1: F before you. he was a presidential candidate. I've been
2: saying for years, keep the oil, keep the oil. Don't let them have the oil.
0: Before he was a reality TV star. you fired. Donald Trump was a New York tabloid fixture. All through the nineteen eighties, Trump was busy building something new, and it wasn't a skyscraper.
1: Ew. Like finding something new. Ew, look, find something new.
0: I've been with Sikorsky for fifteen years. Um I'm a transmission mechanic. I've
1: done an internship uh through career pa- Whatever. I found something. Look at a diverse bunch of stock photos they were able to find. There's somebody finding something new who's Asian. There's someone that looks a little bit on uh, African American. There's some white people finding something new about us. Fuck you. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to curse the pledge to American workers. On july nineteenth, twenty eighteen, President Donald Trump signed an executive order establishing the National Council of American workers of the American workers to develop a national strategy strategy, I mean strategy whatever who who cares for training and retraining needed workers across high demand industries except now there's 40 million out of work but who knows he says donald trump says i built it before i could. i built the greatest economy no you didn't and i could do it again no you can't you haven't built anything the only thing you built was bullshit As part of the strategy, the Trump administration is asking companies and trade groups across the country to sign a pledge to American workers committing to educating, training, and re Oh, who cares? Thanks, my lord. How about living wages? How about guaranteed jobs, unions, retirement security, medical care as a right of citizenship, not a trickle? From our lords! If you're lucky. Oh my god. Oh my god. I need to find something new and get the F out of here. Why? Why did my grandmother leave Ireland? Jesus Christ. Where is this stupid Ivanka? Find something new. What is this? this? is gonna be an ad. The R3 collection by Oregon. Hold on, hold on. That's an ad. Skip.
0: Pledge to America's workers initiative. Today we launched find something What do you want me to do? Have to check it out. It's amazing for workers and students of all ages and backgrounds. I don't care. Get a job. It showcases the different pathways that exist to career success that don't require a traditional two or four-year college degree.
1: Oh, get a job? Yeah. Just get a job? Why don't I strap up my job helmet and squeeze down into a job cannon and fire off into job land!
0: Really <laughs> an incredible website, so I encourage you to check it out.
1: We're jobs! growing on jobbies!
0: FindSomethingNew.org <laughs> I not time. We just get out <laughs> of here? Uh, and walk? I'm walk. I can't stand
1: you guys. Unreal. It's fantasy land. Welcome to Fantasy Island. Holy shit. And there's Francis. Hi, Frankie. What are you doing, Frank? What are you doing, little one? All right, you guys. You guys. Maybe we'll have a show tomorrow. Hopefully, there'll be a patron that will make me want to have a show. Otherwise, it's all up in the air. Please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. If you agree and approve and, we, and we, you know that we need a real liberal media in order to have a country that works for all, you understand that. We gotta get the word out. So we need to grow the show and we need to keep the show going and growing. Otherwise... There is no hope. I hate to tell you. But I'm here to tell you. (laughs) I hate to tell you, but I really am telling you. You know it. I know it. I want to thank you all for your super chats. Thank you, Jim, as always, for your super chat. And Haiku, thank you for your super chat. Thank you, Mark C., again, for your super chats. Hopefully we will continue and keep going. Go to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Give the show a good review on iTunes. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the notification bar. Subscribe to RDT Daily Media. So you know when we have, will have a show. Watch our clips. Share our clips. Share our... Come on our Discord page. Share our Discord blah 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 i don't know give me some give me a reason to get out of bed in the morning give me a reason to not feel like everything sucks you know what i mean thank you all you guys you guys you're the best thank you all my name is Tara Devlin i appreciate all of you as, as down as I feel, at least we're in this together. We stick together. We win. Is another way of saying e pluribus unum. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for being here. We are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. Please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And hopefully, maybe... If you become a patron, definitely. But other than that, maybe I will see you tomorrow.